0: This is Tony Pilkington. It's uh, getting on towards 138. Well, of course, the uh, defence industry is one of the fastest growing industries here in South Australia. And yet there are still misconceptions about what sort of a career it can offer to young people in this state of ours. In the coming years, our state will be home to something like 90 billion dollars, 90 billion in continuous naval shipbuilding projects with a lifespan of about, or oh, maybe 50 years, creating something like 4,000 direct jobs and thousands Thousands of additional jobs in adjacent and support industries. Uh, Beyond submarines and shipbuilding, the South Australian defence industry is developing cyber, world-class cyber and system solutions. And a couple of gentlemen who hopefully, I'm sure, they know all about it and will answer those questions for us. We've got the um, the um gentleman who has uh, been appointed the Defence uh, SA Chief Executive about uh, four or five years ago, Richard Price, and also a, a digital specialist at BEA Systems Maritime here in Adelaide, Kyle Tripodi. Gentlemen, good afternoon and welcome. Thank you for coming in. Uh, I mean, this is uh, something that you are familiar with. I mean, you're involved in every day. For a lot of us, we're saying it sounds great. Uh, Richard, uh, what are some of the, the major defence projects that you'll be working on over God knows how many years here in Adelaide
1: Well you've already mentioned the shipbuilding program that's uh, underway at Osborne already, there's a couple of ships in construction and the frigates and the submarines are to follow but beyond that, um, there's work going on in this state all the way from Lonsdale all the way up to Edinburgh with companies who are supplying equipment into these large defence projects. So it's not just about ships, aircraft maintenance, cyber security, information warfare, a whole range of, of different types of career options. Alrighty.
0: If you have a question about something that uh, we've heard about and a lot of us don't know a lot about it, by all means give us a ring on 8223 0000, that interactive number of ours, and uh, put your question to either Richard, Richard Price, the Chief Executive of Defence SA, and uh, Kyle Tripodi, who's a digital specialist with BAE Systems Maritime uh, here in Adelaide. Uh, Kyle, uh, this um, this specialist system, BAE Systems Maritime, uh, in, in simple language... What exactly does that
2: mean? What's it all about? Yeah, so a digital specialist is a bit of a, um, a different name, but it's, it's it's effectively my role as a software engineer on the project, but I also do a lot yeah. of uh, 3D visualisation, uh, and it comes about at a time where... Um, A lot of the traditional uh, ways we are doing our our business are being digitised. So I've sort of of been given this role as sort of my speciality in sort of um, visual and 3D graphics can be applied, of course, to our traditional software development pipelines, um, bringing in 3D gaming engines and so on. And all these different environments into what was traditionally, you know, um, traditional software development environments. We're doing all sorts of uh, innovative technologies.
0: Yeah, right. Uh, an interesting question from James. Uh, James says, I don't know if either your guests, uh, Pilko, are prepared to answer this, but some experts, including Greg Sheridan, the foreign editor of The Australian, are saying that the next major conflict will be not fought with bombs and at air power, but with cyber access and cyber capabilities uh do your guests there this afternoon agree with that that's from james saying that the next conflict and greg sheridan certainly supports that uh, that theory won't be fought with the bombs in traditional ways it'll be fought with um
2: with uh with cyber expertise kyle this is uh this is your forte what do you say to that um, I would agree with that statement to, to a point. Um, I do believe that that is a huge part of the future is cyber security and, and being a, having a cyber presence. Um, but the traditional uh, I think rules, even though a lot of them are going out the window it still is about having and i 'm probably not the best person to honestly ask about this, but from yeah. from my understanding, like still having a presence at sea still being able to have a presence under the sea and around the world is still a, a huge part of our defense strategy.
0: Richard, when this uh, whole thing gets up and going, I mean, realistically, how many jobs will it create here in Adelaide, jobs working actually at the projects themselves and subsidiary industries? Some people are suggesting as many as three or 4,000 jobs. Is that true? Is that feasible?
1: Absolutely, it's true, and it's probably more than that as well because the ship more than that, yeah, yeah, shipbuilding and uh, submarines themselves require three to four thousand people, and beyond that, the information warfare things we've been talking about at Edinburgh—they um, they're massive employers as well. So, um, as as a country, we need to become more self reliant in these industries, which is why we are going to end up with jobs here for decades to come.
0: Richard, uh, a lot of people thinking that if you're talking about the defence industry as such, you'll need to join up with the ADF, whether it be the Army, the Navy or the Air Force. That's not true, is it?
1: No, no, it was very surprising research we did that discovered that. uh, Many people thought that was the case. Really? It's never been the case. Industry is generally mainly from people who've come out of... uh, either the further education system or universities um, they are typically have to be Australian citizens so they can get a defense clearance but they haven't worked in the military so you know my own industry experience I'd have said less than five percent of our workforce actually had military experience
0: mm-hmm other than engineering and that's the one that immediately comes to mind Richmond uh, Richard what other jobs and careers uh, could you expect to find in this uh, defense industry state of ours as hopefully it will become
1: so it's like any business, you have a full range of jobs um, from support staff, administrators, um, lawyers, um, those are jobs that are all part of normal business, but on top of that... Um, software engineers, engineers, logisticians, people who run warehousing, you know, because there's vast amounts of equipment to be stored and protected and looked after. So it really is any sort of job you'd see in a large industrial enterprise you'll find uh, in the defence industry.
0: From uh, Isabel, a question to both gentlemen. She says, uh, is our submarine uh, program uh, feasible? Is it uh, affordable and is it uh, on time? <laughs> Good question, Isabel. Okay, the submarine project. Uh, uh, Richard, yeah, perhaps? Uh, yeah, uh,
1: I guess, guess my answer to that question is, well, what is the alternative? Um, submarines. We in Australia in a unique situation. We are a long way away from many other parts of the world and that means that we require special submarines and people forget the Collins-class submarine that had a bad reputation is now regarded as one of the best submarines in the world, in the conventional class and that was designed and built in Australia so we've done it before and we'll do it again righto
0: Kyle a, a question to you how did you actually get into this uh, this uh, digital uh, specialist i mean and that's exactly what you are what was the uh, what was the thing that kind of uh, twigged your fancy and you thought i'm good at this uh, how did it all come about
2: well, really, um, I started off very, from being very young, just tinkering with computers and working on various things and making games and things and multimedia and yeah. graphics in my spare time. Um, and I was very lucky, um, to sort of, I guess I kind of stumbled into the defense industry, to be honest. Um, and I didn't actually realize the wealth of opportunity that was there. Like it was, it was really, um, um i came in on board on training um and actually understanding uh so i i had a couple of training roles before the defense industry and coming into the defense industry where you're you know you traditionally your learning objectives for a training course is something like oh how to conduct yourself in a workplace you come into the defense industry and the training objectives are like this is how you operate a warship <laughs> it was quite exciting sort of thing to be in um so yeah i've um sort of i guess doubled down in that space and i've I've, I've had a fantastic time you know learning all sorts of new things that are really sort of out of my wheelhouse i would say
0: all righty roly sends us an email on air here at 5a.com.au uh roly's question is uh we're here quite often when we're talking about uh, the defense industry the uh the issue of space uh to one of your guests we'll put it to richard richard of course is the, the boss of the whole show richard uh what what factor h- how big a, a factor will the uh will the space involvement be in this industry this defense industry of ours
1: well defense uh currently is the largest direct procurer of space services in the country in terms of
0: when you space, say space services richard do, what do you mean
1: Uh, communications um, surveillance you know um, we've all looked at uh, satellite pictures from google maps or defense does that on steroids so defence is a large consumer of those sorts of services so as we build up sovereign capability what you know which basically means having things that we can do locally in australia that inevitably will grow our space industry in the state we've already got several thousand people who are actually Engaged in some way or form in space in South Australia. Not a lot of people know that, but uh, it is really beginning to take off. And the fantastic thing about space is that everybody loves it. So we find when we go to schools and we talk about the space industry, the level of excitement and enthusiasm among young people is tremendous. I can imagine.
0: Yeah, because it's such a, well, I hate to use the, t- such a sexy thing, or yeah. space industry. Wow. That sounds good. Um, you mentioned before, Richard, there's something like a 4,000 direct jobs. Keith's question uh, via a text is, okay, 4,000 direct jobs. Sounds wonderful. How many extra jobs in adjacent and support industries do you imagine? And what are, will be some of those adjacent and support industries to be the beneficiaries of this program when it gets up and running?
1: Well, I guess w- one of the uh, things about these jobs is that they're generally higher paying than the equivalent ones in other industries. So that generates an awful lot of disposable income for the employees who spend that money throughout our community, which uh, has all those beneficial benefits. Um, there's lots of companies in the state already who work in what's called the supply chain. They put uh, bits, uh, may make things that are used in the shipyard. Those supply chain companies are traditionally working in non-defense manufacturing as well. So there's a, a whole broad range of, of occupations, from machinists all the way through to the software engineers uh, that we see here. Richard,
0: if uh, you don't mind, a personal question: uh, Your background. You're now the chief executive of Defence SA. Uh, what was your background before the uh, the current the current role?
1: Well, I, I worked with Saab for 20 years. Um, I was a CEO of Saab Australia, went to work in Stockholm for some time as well. Uh, and how did I get into the defence industry? Well, I wanted to be an Air Force pilot. So having said, you don't have to be in the defence force. I didn't get to be in the defence force. But uh, I actually came out the other side having failed my uh, medical to be a pilot going, well, what am I going to do now? So... Um, I ended up going to university and doing electronic engineering because I heard that was the coming thing and (laughs) (laughs) it all took off from that.
0: Well, there you are. We're talking with the the Chief Executive of Defence SA, Richard Pryor, and Kyle Trapodi, who's the Digital Specialist for BAE Systems Maritime here in Adelaide. If you've got a question about this uh, defence industry, and it sounds like an exciting future for South Australia, by all means, give us a ring or a text or, or an email, whatever the case might be. What have we got? It's just on 11 minutes to two now. Back in a moment. Hearing Australia. I'd like to ask about hearing aids, please. Sure, but
2: why are we whispering? So we don't disturb the fish. Oh, right, okay. Well, for over 70 years, Hearing Australia has helped a million Australians with hearing loss discover the secret to celebrating the sounds they love. Do you have a secret for catching fish too? Oh, I'm afraid not. But our range includes hearing aids that can be so discreet, people probably won't
0: realise you're wearing one. And for eligible pensioners under the Hearing Services Program, there are three device choices to choose from that are free. And we will care for your hearing for life. Got them, you beauty! Hearing Australia. Discover the secret to celebrating sound in your life. Call 134432 or 134HERE today.
2: Hi there, I'm Matt, a Specsavers optometrist. Did you know that every Specsavers is locally owned and operated by an optometrist just like me? We believe eye tests should reveal more, not cost more, which is why we include an OCT advanced 3D eye scan with every eye test, at no extra charge. Does your optometrist... Experience the Specsavers difference and book your eye test today. We're here to look after your eye health and keep you safe in store. Visit specsavers.com.au At budget car and truck rentals, the answer is always yes. Yes to car and truck rentals. Yes to minibus rentals you can drive on a car license. Yes to four wheel drives and utes. Yes to tippers. Yes to mobile cool rooms and refrigerated trucks and vans. Yes to open and enclosed trailers. Yes to five and eight ton Pantex. At budget car and truck rentals, the answer is always yes. Call 13 27 27.
0: These days, choosing the right home loan is like selecting a fine wine. You want one that suits your palate, that's been hand-picked for you from a full range of options and has only gotten better and better over time. In fact, you want a mortgage choice broker who's got the nose for it and knows what you need. Cheers. Search mortgage choice for genuine advice
2: and home loan options from your local expert. The new Nissan Navara has landed. It's got a 3.5 ton brake towing capacity, one ton payload, and an intelligent off-road around view monitor. Head to your Nissan dealer for a test drive. T's and C's apply. Who can fix the shower this today? Who can fix the? service today yes we can is what we say service today
0: every time you see our bright yellow trucks in your area we're helping out your neighbours we can help you too so for the best plumbing electrical heating and cooling work call service today 24-7 can you fix
2: the shower yes we can can you fix the power yes we can yes we can is what we say service today call
0: 1 300 service Amelia, Damien and Jamie Grant from Fulham
1: Funerals Fulham Funerals have been caring for South Australian families for over 25 years.
2: Our pillars are dignity, quality and affordability.
1: Every Fulham funeral is conducted with the utmost care and respect. And with three Fulham funeral locations across Adelaide.
2: We oversee everything from traditional funerals,
1: celebrations of life, even the smallest funerals.
2: Plus we cater for all religions and beliefs.
1: Our family, caring for your family.
2: Call or go online at fulhamfunerals.com.au Scrape your caravan, walker crash repairs, an RAA approved caravan crash repairer. This is Tony Pilkington.
0: It's uh, getting on towards 7 minutes to 2. Walker Caravan Crash Repairs up there on Churchill Road at Prospect. I said, a little before you get to Regency Road, right opposite the whopping big Bunnings store, you can park right out front. As soon as you work in, walk into the workshop, it's spotlessly clean. You've got young fellas like Sean and Mark who take an absolute pride in what they do. Not only do that, but they're good at it. RAA approved, so the caravan of yours is in need of some uh, crash repair work, whether it be a minor job or perhaps an in-between or a complete overhaul. They can do it expertly. Have your caravan looking a million dollars in time for some holiday motoring come Christmas time. Walker Caravan Crash Repairs at 287 Churchill Road, up there at Prospect, right opposite the Big Bunning Store a little before Regency Road. Our guests, uh, Richard DePrice, who's the Chief Executive of Defence SA and Kyle Tripodi, A digital specialist with the BAE Systems Maritime here in Australia. I mean, in the coming years, something like 90 billion, not million, but billion, million in continuing naval shipbuilding projects will be going ahead, hopefully a lifespan of something like 50 years, creating more than 4,000 direct jobs and probably thousands of additional jobs in all sorts of industries right throughout South Australia. I mean, it's just a... Richard, um, we're delighted to have it here in South Australia. How come we won it? Was our tender process better, or just the location? What was the uh, what was the definitive? Because I'd imagine the WA and uh, other places would have been keen to uh, to have gotten hold of this. How do we end up with it uh, here in our own lap? Pleased and old as we are.
1: Yeah. Well, it, it all goes back to an investment that was made at the Osborne Naval Shipyard, or as it used to be called, Techport, uh, probably yeah. fifteen years ago now, to build uh, a shiplift, which is a way of getting large warships in and out of the water. It's a very bit of expensive infrastructure, and that's the only shiplift of its kind in the country. And that was a strategic uh, decision the government of the day made to be ready for these projects. And so when these projects came along, um, there was only one place you could uh, effectively build them, which was in Adelaide.
0: All right. Okay. Yeah. So as simple as that. Just the fact that the 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 accessibility of getting them in and out of the water. Exactly. Uh, was, uh, um, the,
1: yeah. Yeah. And and that led to the air warfare destroyer project, uh, which interesting enough, the last ship was declared fully operational last week. Um, and that project built up a workforce. So it, it's not right to say we're starting from a clean sheet here. We've built submarines. We've built the air warfare destroyers. So we've got the core expertise. We just need a lot more of it.
0: Kyle, uh, Kyle Tripodi is the uh, the specialist when it comes to uh, uh, digital matters. Kyle, the, the question the uh, the Collins class subs, um, with the uh, uh, the expertise going into them and the upgrading going into them, uh, how long could we realistically imagine that these will be proficient? When you consider some of the uh, some of the opponents they'll be up against in years to come.
2: Uh, look, I don't I don't think that's really a question for me, um, because my background is really shipbuilding. Um sort of building yeah. on the talking about the Air Warfare Destroyer project, I've sort of been on the shipbuilding side for the last ten years, sort of and it's been yeah. quite a great thing to see those. Um Finish their operational readiness, but I haven't actually been on the Collins class. I don't think I'm quite, I don't know, Richard, whether you've got to. Yeah, those um, uh, those submarines are going to be serving our, our
1: nation probably for another 20 years um, once as they've as been upgraded. They, yeah. Absolutely, yes. Um, and, and submarines, um, their life depends on. Um, on how much they're used and the ways they're used. So it's quite uh, feasible to look at and survey their hulls and and make a very good determination of how they last. And the government at the moment is gonna do a big upgrade of those boats.
0: Richard, what do you say to the people? Not all that many, but some people are saying, forget the Collins class, we should in fact be looking at uh, a nuclear submarines, if we uh, really do want to look ahead yeah. fifty, sixty years from now. <laughs> thanks for just asking too me that.
1: Yeah, no, thanks for asking that because I've just won five dollars because I I bet my colleague here <laughs> someone asked that question. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, Okay. Um, so um, the reality is, you don't just build a nuclear submarine; you need a whole industry around it to be able to operate nuclear power plants um, safely which, of course, is fundamental to this. So if Australia was ever to embark on that journey, they'd need to build up a civilian nuclear industry first. Um, So it's uh, it's a a, a lot of
0: subsidiary industries to support it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: At uh, Turek Gardens, with a question for the gentleman, Uh, Ben has given us a ring from there. Benjamin, good afternoon. Go ahead, you've got a question. Hello, guys. I think it was just answered, actually. I wanted to know if it was too late to stop building the diesels and put in nuclear. Was that the question that we had just before? Well, it was, yeah, yes. along those lines. And I uh, said, Richard had a bet, I think, with Kyle, that uh, uh, before coming in that there would be uh, $5 on the line because somebody would ask, is indeed it feasible to build nuclear submarines to look ahead somewhat?
1: Yeah. So, and Ben, and
0: uh, the question...
1: And there's other well, interesting technologies coming up around unmanned, or un, you know, um, not unmanned uh, uh, sub. submarines that don't actually have anybody in them anymore um uh, and that kind absolutely that technology is coming along so um there are um unmanned submarines today (laughs) uh, that are used to carry drugs across the atlantic and uh there are unmanned submarines that are used for people peaceful purposes which is surveying the seabed and they go out for you know weeks at a time just um mapping the seabed so those sorts of technologies are coming along uh and so i think in you know 30 years um there will be a whole different shape to, to what some of these things look like.
0: Oh God, the mind boggles. Mm-hmm. Richard, thank you for coming in this afternoon. Richard Price, the Chief Executive of Defence SA and Carl Tripodi, a digital specialist, uh, working here in Adelaide on this uh, massive defence project of ours. Gentlemen, thank you for your time and continue good luck with the, uh, with the project. It's worth a lot of money to the state of ours. It's a couple of minutes to two o'clock. Back with our vet a little bit after the two o'clock news.